And hello, and a very special welcome to a very special episode of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. A very special episode because it's a full duo episode. Hello. Hello. Long time no speak. I know, it's been a while. You've not been too well, have you? I've not been too well. You've been shaking off this mm. illness like a good one. Yeah, I still haven't quite got rid of it, have I? No, you haven't. So there'll be no Patreon songs this week because we're obviously just in the house um, and having a full-on episode with Becca. We'll have all the usual things. We're going to, of course, do a film review of a film we both watched together so we can both give our opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to read a story that's been sent in by a listener. And then we're going to have Becca's Red Corner because she's here. She's here and I've caught her and I've trapped her. <laughs> and um, we're going to keep it for the full half an hour. Hooray! Hooray. How, how do you feel about that? Hooray! Hooray! We've also just went to town, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And bought four buttons um, that we can program with words so that the, the neighbour's cat. cat can use them to get things. So, for example... You know what? So, Kev had the great idea to do one for dreamies and I was like this is a terrible idea because if she knows that this button equals dreamies she's just going to press that button over and over again yeah so it said it says kitten dinner kitten dinner and we've got one for kitten dinner we've got one for outdoors um stroke me and play and play um so far she's been exposed to outdoors kitten dinner stroke me and not yet play but I don't think she'll touch them. I think I think we need to get her paw on them because she's seen us touch them and she'll be like, well, I don't touch them. Yeah, well, you just need to build the association, don't you? So, like, every time we do a food, whether it's breakfast, dinner or soup, yeah. we need to be pressing the button as we do it. Yeah, it yeah, that's a good point. So, anyway, speaking of Patreons, um, if you do wish to sign up to Patreon, and why shouldn't you, you'll get access to over 200 hours of me and Becca and the neighbour's cat Talking our inane waffle and me doing a ramble once a week about anything and everything. This week's ramble was a replacement ramble because my first ramble was more of a rant. And I decided it wasn't fit to air. And um, then I done a paranormal Patreon about Gaelic saints or Gaelic gods and goddesses. And um, there were many mispronunciations within that, I can guarantee you. And it was very fun. But I do not on my own because I had no Becca. But no fear, Becca will be with me on this week's Paranormal Patreon because I've got her trapped right here. Um, so, yeah, what do you know? What do I know? Long time <coughs> no see. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I was So, basically, before Christmas, I was unwell and we had to cancel the plans. But then I started to get better. So, we were like, hey, so we had our, our Christmas day and Christmas Eve, as we do. Um, and I started to get poorly again. And Christmas Day, I wasn't feeling great, but cracked on with it anyway. Um, and then Boxing Day, that was it. Right it was out, absolutely out for the count. And I spent like, what, three, four days in bed? Yeah. Um, which is highly unusual. And just haven't, still haven't been able to check. I still feel really tired. Yeah. It's the, it's the as you say, it's the energy aspect, isn't it? Yeah. Even, even before we just had our breakfast and you were like, I look, what was the word you used? Peaky. Peaky. I do look peaky. I look very peaky. And I was like, piggy blinders, and um, still not taking full grasp of what that sentence means. Or still not understanding, even now, as I say it. But if you do want to become a patron anyway, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And you will also get your name sung out as a thank you, as a general rule of thumb. But obviously not today, because we have Becca Hooray! 
Anyway, that's enough preamble. Shall we have a paranormal review, Becca? Let's. Okay. Hooray! It's time for a paranormal review. And today we're going to review a film. And it's a film, surprisingly, that Becca chose. Because I don't think Becca (laughs) realised what she was choosing. Yeah, I didn't quite realise what I was choosing. But yeah, it was my choice. And that's one of the reasons that you said I should do this full episode with you. Because you were like, because you've seen the film. Yeah. Not only did you see the film, you chose the film. And you thought, (laughs) as did I really, that it was a thriller, didn't you? Yes, very much so. And it was not a thriller. Well... Wasn't it? In a way, it was. So, we watched a film called The Lodge. How does this work with your reviews? Because you're terrible at spoilers. Do you try and avoid spoilers, or are you just, do you just go for it with the spoilers? Oh, uh, I try and give a general synopsis about what the film's about. Right, so no okay. spoilers as such. Okay. So, the film, it's a horror film. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it? Uh, well, well, this is it. So, you know... Are there ghosts? Well, that that adds into spoiler territory. But, so basically, the premise of the film is, and this is not giving anything away, um, trigger warning, there's a suicide in it very early on, Mm -hmm. of the mother of these two kids. And she kills herself. It's Alicia Silverstone, by the way, who I haven't seen since an Aerosmith video back in the 90s. Um, But she kills herself because... Her ex-husband, who's been in every Harlem Coben remake that's ever been made, is getting remarried. Uh, as he wants a divorce, wants to finalise the divorce, he's getting remarried to this girl. And the, the ex-wife can't stomach this and shoots herself. And it means the two kids now begrudgingly have a new stepmom and they don't like her. And uh, the new stepmom. It turns out the dad knows the new stepmom because the the dad is like a journalist type of guy. And he was researching a book on cults and found this one person who was in a death cult, a religious death cult, who was the only survivor from this mass suicide. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with her. And this is the new mother-in-law. And stepmom, and it's basically he then they say, Hey, let's spend Christmas up in this deserted lodge that is theirs that he owns. So they all drive up there. So the name of the film is The Lodge, yes. They all drive up to the lodge, it's snowing, etc. It takes them a few days or like a day to travel, and they unpack. And then he gets a call from work, and he's like, Oh, I've got to go back to the city. And leave you, stepmom, and my children alone, but only for a night. I know you're going to strain to spoil the territory here. I just know it. I'm not. I'm you not. are, even by your fa- your own face. You to be honest, you've already said too many details. Anyway, so then he gets off and leaves <coughs> the stepmom and the two kids. Yeah. And things get creepy. And things get creepy. That's about the extent of what you should That's say. That's about the extent. Okay. But you know what? It was good at... At fair, there was part of it when I thought, oh, this might be going a bit slow for me. But it was, it did actually hold my attention. Yeah. Um, it was good. And you couldn't, in fairness, you couldn't really see where it was going, I didn't think. No, well, I no, couldn't anyway, because no. you, obviously you're more familiar with that genre. No, there, was one, there was one part where I got on to what was going on. Um, 
No, but there was actually one part where you thought what they wanted you to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Um, I fell for the for the trap mm. that was set. Yeah. Um, Don't say anymore. No. Nope. I know it's killing you. It's killing uh, you. You just don't want to say it. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I, so yeah, I thought it was good. It, Genre-wise, I don't know. It wasn't quite a thriller. It wasn't quite a horror, but we're in that horror, paranormally, thrillery territory. Yeah. It was very well done. Very well done. Yeah. At first, I thought it was leaning on too many things, but you know what? It wasn't in the Mm. end. Mm. At first, first I thought it leant too heavily on hereditary because there's uh, a doll's house. And I thought, oh, this is just going to be like a hereditary rip-off. And then there was a bit, I was like, oh, this is just the others. But then, no, and and it didn't. Don't even. I'm not, my point being, overall, I thought it was great. I thought it was dead good. You know, I was really impressed. Yeah, it was good, yeah. But you know what? If there there was ever a tagline for a film, it truly would be, fuck about, find out. Yeah. Because, honestly, it's... uh, it's well worth a watch. Um, it's spooky. It's creepy. You will jump. Um, you'll be wondering what's going on. Mm. Twist turns stop, the world. Stop! Stop it! It's, it's, it's just very good. It's very, very good. Yeah, it was. And also parts where you're like, <gasps> "Stop it!" I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, anyway, fuck about. Find out. That's mm. the name of the film. That's what it should be called. So, my review system, Becca, is based on thumbs. Okay. And I would give this film two thumbs up to the sky. If you're not... Pres- how many thumbs? Oh, I presume not ten. You no, like no, no. Thumb. Only ever two thumbs. It's just based on where they are. So, sometimes it's just two thumbs fully outstretched. One thumb fully outstretched. Two thumbs, but fairly low to the ground. I never really give a bad review, because I don't think it's fair for people trying to do something. Nice. Um, or two thumbs up. I think the highest we've done is two thumbs so high up, even God's like, fucking hell, can you see them forearms? Um, so where are, you, where are you positioning these thumbs? Two thumbs up to the sky. So an average person stood outside raising two thumbs up to the sky. Okay. What would your rating be? You can do it out of ten if you wish. Um, or out of a hundred. Okay, out of 100. Let's be a bit rotten tomatoes about it. Okay, out of 100. It was good. I suppose I didn't love it, but it was a good film. Um, 76. 76? 76 is high. That's quite high. pretty good, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Mm -hmm. So that is our review of The Lodge. We would suggest you go... What did we watch it on? Netflix. So it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Go and give it a watch. Um... (laughs) Uh, one one of the most fascinating. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Well, is it? Uh, if you're unsure, it definitely is because loads of times you think something isn't a spoiler by any stretch, and it absolutely is. So, I think if you're considering it, it definitely is. I was just going to say the nonchalance of somebody's act. Spoiler? Is that a spoiler? Yeah. Okay. Well, keep an eye on Alicia Silverstone. That's all I'll say. Kevin, don't you say? Um, okay, so there you go. That's our review for The Lodge. Hooray! And I said you have already spoiled that bit. I haven't. You have? 
Okay. Well, you said exactly what happened. All right. Well, when she kills herself, watch how she does it. It's See, so... so that's that's the thing. That's why it's a spoiler because you know how you were like, oh, like and completely weren't expecting it. Well, now everyone who's listened to your review will be expecting it. Therefore, it's a spoiler. That's not when I went. <gasps> yes, it is. That's not what I meant. You absolutely well, were. That's gobs- not what I meant. You were absolutely gobsmacked at that point. Yeah, but it's not what I meant. Okay, that doesn't matter. You were sit- the fact that you still had that reaction. All right, I spoiled one. <gasps> yeah, you have but spoiled many. <gasps> So, anyway. Stop then. Yeah. But now when we've spoiled that, just observe how she kills herself. It's just so nonchalant. It's, like, brutal. But that's the thing. The the nonchalance is the whole point that makes it brutal. So now people know it's coming. You've lessened that impact. I apologise for that, but there's plenty more to pick up on from there. Anyway. Two thumbs up to the sky. Hooray! You're not going to go hooray. You just hey. disappointed me and, and ruined just, it. Just disappointed you and ruined it. Okay, I get the feeling this is how this podcast is going to continue. <laughs> okay, shall we have what is I like to turn and my favourite part of the week, a true listener paranormal experience. I thought your favourite part of the week was Becca's Reddit Corner. Well, you're never usually here when I say <laughs> this part. Okay. So, um... Of course it is. Of course Becca's Reddit Corner is. Okay, so do you have a, a listener story? Yes, I do. And we're about to do it right now. And we are back with our listener story. And our listener story today comes in from Hannah. And because Becca's here, what we're going to do is we're going to read it in two halves. I'm going to read the first half. Oh. In fact, there's two stories she sent through. Get away. Yeah. It's not convenient. Yeah. So I'll read story one. We'll okay. discuss. And you read story two. Okay. Hello, Kev. Hi. Hello, Becca. Sorry, hi. And hello, neighbour's cat. Meow. Meow. My name is Hannah, and I have two spooky stories to tell. The first story is when I was a child, I was about eight years old. It took place in my auntie's mum's house. It took place in my auntie's mum's house. Oh, I've just read that line twice. So, wouldn't that be your grandmother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. Which way you putting it? We were putting it. Anyway, we used to stay there for holidays as a family. This house was in an old cottage in rural Wales. Can't say how old, but it was the Doomsday Book. Oh, sorry, but it was in the Doomsday Book. The cottage was isolated. The nearest neighbours were about a mile away. The house always made me feel uneasy, like something was staring at me constantly. I was in the back bedroom one evening, drawing, and the room is right next to the bathroom. I heard someone walk past the bedroom and go into the bathroom. I heard the latch move up and down. I then shouted to ask if they were finished in the bathroom. I then heard my family shout from downstairs that no one was upstairs or had gone to the bathroom. I quickly ran downstairs and jumped onto the sofa with my family. I'm 33 now, so fast forward a few years, my little cousin was staying there with my aunt and uncle when she was around seven, and she was staying in the same bedroom I used to stay in. My uncle went to check on her and put her to bed. My cousin then asked my uncle, who had gone to the toilet, oh, sorry, my, then asked, my cousin then asked my uncle, who's gone to the toilet? My uncle told her no one's been upstairs or used the bathroom. My uncle was aware of the experience I had when I was her age, so was pretty spooked out. I spoke to my dad recently, 
and he admitted all these years later that he would hear the latch go on the turret door around 2am each night. The house has now been sold, so it's a shame I can't go back as an adult. That's story one. If you can hear someone screaming and wailing in the background, it's um, the weekend and the, the neighbours' kids are mm. being kids. As kids will be. Um, so what do you think of that? I wonder if the door was ever actually locked, if everyone could hear the latch going. How do you mean? Like, <coughs> if people are hearing someone go in and hearing the latch go, I wonder if at any point the door was actually locked if they tried it. Like it was an accident. What? No. The suggestion is a ghost is going in the bathroom, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so I wonder if the bathroom door was ever locked. Oh, I see. And therefore the ghost has locked himself in the bathroom. Yeah, because if they can hear the latch, that's like the, the point, isn't it? It's interesting that no one's ever checked. Mm. I suppose you wouldn't. I, I hear you go in the bathroom. I don't go and check that you're in there. Yeah. But then again, I do show back, you in the bathroom. And if you yeah. if you said no, I would then go in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, okay, this is the second story. Thank you. Where are we starting from? Where it says the second story. <coughs> you give me that attitude. <laughs> Just saying. The second story is when I was at university in my second year. Some friends and I moved into a rented house. My housemates had already unpacked their belongings and had gone out. I went up to my attic room and started to unpack my things. I felt a sudden feeling of uneasiness, like someone was watching me. The feeling was so intense, I said under my breath, Oh, for God's sake, if there was something in this house, it would, it would make itself known. As soon as I said this, I heard a loud bang. I ran downstairs, peering into the bathroom as I ran downstairs. I could see all of the shampoo and body wash bottles that were placed around the edge of the bath had all fallen in. They were all piled in the bathtub. No one had used the bath, so it was not wet for the bottles to fall in. The feeling of fear was so intense, I ran out of the house and tried to lock the door, but it felt like something was tugging at the handle on the other side, making it difficult to shut and lock. I walked around the area to wait for a friend, so we could go back together. The house, especially the attic and the stairs leading up to the attic, made me feel uneasy, like someone was there watching. I would get woken up most nights around 3 or 4am with this intense feeling someone was standing over me, watching me sleep. It was a dark and menacing feeling. My friend and I were lying in her bed together, watching a film one night. She ran back into the room, saying she saw a figure of a little boy on the landing near the stairs of my attic room. Very freaky. We never saw him again. I was so glad to leave that house. I've lived in many rented houses since then, and I've never had the same feelings, experiences again. None of us wanted to be in that house alone, even the non-believers. Also, you might like the book, The Lady in the Bay Window, a true story of a haunted Sheffield home. It's based in my home city, Sheffield, UK. I have yet to read it, borrowing it from a friend, but it's got great reviews. Love the show. Keep it up, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Um, Two very interesting stories there. Mm. I don't like the idea... You know when somebody describes um, what she described there, you know, like uh, pulling out a hand, like a door being shut, Mm. and you... Go to open it and something's pulling it from the other side. Yeah, but well, she was trying to shut it and yeah, it's yeah, like opening yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like the idea of that, especially when you know there's nothing there that's. Um... Yeah. What, what would you sooner, yeah, out of a 
see, let me put let me give you some choices, some paranormal choices. Okay. okay. So option one, you you so in all of these options, you're alone in the house and it's dark and night. Okay. Okay. Option one, you're laying in bed. You've just gone to bed. You've just turned the lights off after reading your book. <laughs> and there are three knocks on the bedroom window. Clear knocks. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Slow knocks. Okay. Right. Yeah. Option two, your same scenario. Just read your book. Turn the lights off. Put your head to the pillow. There are three knocks on the bedroom door. Right. right? Option three... You're laying in bed, head on the pillow, and there are three knocks on the ceiling above you. I'm surprised you even have to ask that. Obviously, the bedroom window. Because that means there's something outside the house, anything else is inside the house. Okay. So, absolutely, clearly, the bedroom window, followed by the ceiling, and the very last thing you would want is someone in the house outside your bedroom door. Okay. All right, then. You're not happy with that, are you? Yeah, 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 no, that's fair enough because that's you've you've rationalised that and brought that into just being an intruder. So I get that's what you do because you're afraid of that. Okay, what about this, right? Um, how about it being this way round? I don't know if I love this game. And uh, let me just think. That just one, not two, one of two options, right? Mm-hmm. So we lock the the door between the living room and the kitchen when we go to bed, don't we? Yeah. So that it's an extra layer of protection. Yeah, so if anyone got in through the back, there would be yeah. an extra door that's locked that at least we would... Well, it would slow someone down and we would hear the commotion before they got to us. Yeah. But now, what would you sooner do? Nine o'clock at night, right? You're watching TV. Mm-hmm. You've locked that door for some reason because you're on your own, right? And that door unhinges itself, creaks open, and then something bangs upstairs... Or you're upstairs at nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. something bangs in another room, and you hear that door unhinge downstairs. I, I knew I wouldn't like this game. <laughs> so, what would I don't know, I don't like either of those things. I think I'd sooner the first one, because at least you know something physical hasn't opened the door. Yeah, I suppose I would sooner the first one, because if I was upstairs and I heard that go, I would think someone was in the house. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Thank you, Hannah, for providing the stories. Um, They were excellent tales. Very good. Thank you very much. And now it's time, my favourite time of the week, seeing as you're here, um, that we're going to head into your dingy, dark, depressing, but lovely, beautiful and smelling of flowers corner, otherwise known as Becca's Reddit Corner. And here we are in the beautiful and tranquil yet dark and dismal setting, which is Becca's Reddit Corner. Are you going to give us a welcome? Welcome. I usually do that at the start of the story. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, I found one, and it, as usual, it's fresh off the presses. It's only 13 hours old. Oh. Um, much like a newborn baby, who who is 13 hours old. and um, And this is it. Mm-hmm. Ahem. Ahem. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title of this story is Something Latched On To Me When We Moved Into His House. Ooh, whose house? And there's a tag. Is this paranormal? Ooh. 
Let's see. Well, that's DC. That DC is like disgust, but see at the same time. I made it up. Are you finished? Mm hmm. Let's begin. Let's begin. Some years ago, my sister and I, together with my grown up sons, decided to move together into a large old house that we had found for a ridiculously cheap price. We were so pleased with the amount of space that we didn't ask any questions, like, for example, why it was so cheap. Well, my eldest son and I went there for our first night in April, and it was very cold. The heating hadn't been switched on yet. We found out later that it didn't work at all, but that's a different story. Because of the cold, we decided to sleep in the attic. My son slept in what was going to be his room, and I on the landing. What? Oh, the landing of the attic, maybe? Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's an interesting choice. I would not sleep in the attic if it was cold. Because right. people say heat rises. It does. Yeah, and it does. But there tends to be less insulation in an attic. above. Yeah. So the heat rises quick in there, but it also leaves very quickly. Yeah. And attics can be freezing. I had an attic room once at my dad's and it was Baltic. It was yeah, like really yeah. cold. Yeah. And are you, they, they used to say this, yeah, but heat rises. Like, yeah, but it goes out quicker than it comes in. Yeah. Like, you'd literally, I would sit like on the latch you know with my legs hanging down and you can feel the warmth on your legs compared to the cold in the room you were in God, you like Harry Potter yeah anyway that night I had one of the worst nightmares of my life one of those where you pray thanks that you are back in reality after you wake up well next day after a breakfast I pushed it from my mind we proceeded to move in a short while later I started getting sleep apnea I'd never had it in my life and put it down to me getting older and putting weight on. It was quite horrifying. Constantly feared that one of these apnos would literally kill me. But I ploughed on, went to work, did lots of work around the house. At some point, I began having these extremely weird dreams where I would endlessly regurgitate a light-coloured, grainy, pulpy substance. Mm. It would go on and on and on until I'd finally wake up. These dreams kept on happening, but I thought they must be symbolic. Maybe I just wasn't content with the new situation or the new job or something. I eventually found out that the previous owner had hanged himself in the attic in the very spot where I decided to spend my first night. Still didn't make any connection, as I'm a pretty down-to-earth person. Only after moving out of the house, because the heating never got fixed, when suddenly both the sleep apnea and the nightmares stopped, did I start to think that maybe this poor man's soul latched onto me in the hope of, well, what, I cannot tell. I don't think I helped him move on, and that makes me sad. I wonder if anyone else has ever had this kind of dream. So far, I haven't found anyone anywhere on the web who had this experience. Any comments on that? Let's see, um, Someone says, I've no idea what the dream is supposed to symbolise. Is there a dream thread you can ask on? Um, someone else says, I think a safe bet would be carbon monoxide poisoning. Fucking hell! Telltale signs here. That's interesting. Um, and the person has replied and said, sounds good at first glance, but that would require a couple of conditions that just weren't met. A, a fireplace slash coal oven. Yes, I installed one downstairs in my sister's kitchen because it was the central low room and had a chimney. But my sister, who wasn't used to using a real fire for heating, let the oven go out every single day. She never stoked the fire or even added more coal and wood. So by night, the oven was cold without fail. B, this happened in summer as well as in winter, and in summer we didn't use any heating at all. Meanwhile, I made sure the house was evenly vented, as is my habit. 
Um, and C, I'm a person who never sleeps with closed windows. In fact, I can sleep. In fact, I sleep as close to an open window as I can. Um, and the rest of the family didn't experience anything either. You know, it is one thing mm. I always forget to think about when I hear a ghost story: the carbon monoxide thing. Mm. Always, and it, it's to my yeah. detriment. Like yeah. you know, I'll read somebody's story and be like, "Wow!" And you know, the, the whole rational checks that you should do first in your head. Mm. Like, oh, is it meant? Could it possibly be carbon monoxide poisoning? Yeah. D- don't even enter. Doesn't even enter me yet. Um, someone else has said latching on means something different. It wasn't a latching. You were just sensitive enough to feel that suffocation and morbidity that soul was going through. When someone commits suicide, the sadness they were feeling before committing the act just intensifies later on. I've had my share of experiences with spirits. You can't help much in this case other than pray for that poor soul. Hope you're doing okay now. I, again, I would disagree. I would, I would challenge that person's remark. Or, or should I say at the very least, I would ask to sit down with that individual who said that comment and ask them for clarification and examples. Because I have a strong belief in terms of suicide victims that when they commit the ultimate act, if you like, they're not in a sad state of mind. You know, I, I think we, we've Hollywoodized suicide to the point where they're often teary and crying and and then this. It's not. It's irrational. Sadly, it's, a, it's very much irrational. Or they believe <coughs> they're in a rational state of mind at the point. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else has said, I worked at an adult bookstore fresh out of college. Not a bad job, really, overall, except, possible trigger warning, when I was in the office, I'd get headaches, sadness, and have horrid dreams when I got home, worse than the ones PTSD had brought me. A palpable black cloud. I started drinking, wife was getting really not happy. One day, a guy I knew from theatre around town came in, and in catching up, he asked how John was treating me. I don't know how I looked, but he explained apologetically that the clerk before him shot himself in the back room one night. It clicked immediately. The depression and dreams had a cause. I had a new job by that weekend. Glad you're out and hope you're feeling better. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But is it, you know, despite what I've just said about this, well, I need to sit down. I'm not disputing her or saying she's wrong. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think that's different. But you never know. Yeah. And even so, you know, something's led someone to that path, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So. Any other final comments before we uh, say tatty bye? Um, in case anyone's wondering what happened to the person, they've said in the new house the vibes are very good. The old lady who lived here before us must have died very peacefully, never had any trouble since moving in. There we go. What a lovely way to end <coughs> the show. Well, thank you. As, as you can tell, Becca coughed her way through that. She's still not fully... Um, compass mentor so I sincerely appreciate you joining us today on mm-hmm. the show and letting everyone know you're still alive and that I've not buried you under the patio um, specific isn't it? yeah yeah and about the 19th death threat on the show <laughs> so uh, as ever thank you Becca you're welcome and, um, we'll speak to you next week for more Reddit Corner hopefully and thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca you're welcome See, I, I don't get, is that right <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're welcome. It's not right for you. What? Never mind. Never mind. Tatty bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) 